Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Ghoul Keith's film pick of the week from 1981, Samurai Reincarnation, from Kinji Fukasaku. I hope I pronounced that right. I don't even know if he's still alive. But if he is, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm going to have a lot of trouble tonight with names. You know that, but... Uh, we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. But as always, I'm joined by the bold, the beautiful, the goofy Keith. Yes, I am here tonight to be here with you while we are entertaining everybody with this wonderful film that has been picked tonight. Mm. If, only, if only the dubbing was, was that. Uh, instead, we get a lot of, ah, you know, we got the swords over here. We're going to have to go and uh, go to Obi now. And uh, get that sword there. Ah, there's a lot. It, it's amazing, and we're going to talk about it. Trust me. It's only going to get better from here, <laughs> yeah. folks. Uh, <laughs> what is going on, man? Yeah, that was a. Uh, it definitely was. I was not expecting dubs. I will tell you that much. Now I did go with them <laughs> yeah. and was entertained by them, but I was not expecting it upon turning said film on. But uh, but let's introduce no, everybody no, else. I, of course, and we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon, the Prince of Mars Day. Yes, get funky with a mad monkey. And then there was hmm. no monkey. No monkey. And then there was, there was no monkey. He's not going to talk. All right. So he's probably going to sit on That's okay. We, you know, we, we, we sally forward. Eventually he'll figure out what's going on, and then we'll get to it. So I can um, simulate so yeah, monkey. Yeah, we got a lot of – you could. You just got to do a quick line of cocaine. <laughs> Hey, all you Fright fans out there <laughs> listening up on Blog Talk Radio. You got to listen no. on this, you got to listen on that, you got to listen in there. Just make sure you fucking listen. Hey. That was a great impression. And Holy fuck. You I, no, I wasn't. You had me muted. <laughs> nope, you were not. You were lit up red, sir, so that was all on you. I take no responsibility. But... Go ahead and try to do better than an intro the ghoul did for you. I dare you. That was pretty fucking no, important. No, no, no. Uh, ghoul nailed it. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> the level of cocaine that you have. See, yeah. Next time you got a vacation coming up, monkey. We got a monkey. <laughs> and we got a ghoul. So we got guys that could do double duties. You can handle both. That's duty. pretty amazing. <laughs> you said duty. You said double duty. <laughs> you said say double duty. <laughs> double duty, indeed. Um, Where'd you get your medal? So, yes, wiping? we are going to be joined by. Yeah, maybe we are going to be joined by the dean eventually. But he's off doing dean things in California and probably just going through his last anger management class of the night before he joins on because you know him and his anger. He's got to learn how to control that. So, so he, he's going to be up a little bit, but. Uh, so yes, to kick indeed. it off before the Dean jumps in, uh, 
what if I have not watched the latest episode, but I did watch last week with the Chadwick Boseman. Uh, fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, you know, had me a little teary-eyed watching it, knowing that that was his posthumous uh, appearance. But I did not watch episode three. So if you guys did, you could talk about it, but I did not. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Uh, uh, same here. I have not had a chance to watch it just yet, uh, just because I had worked late. Um, you know, but, yeah, again, I just hope to keep it going. I, I know the ghoul probably checked it out. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Of course, I watched it today. Um, I'll, I'll discuss it amongst myself. Hey, hey, Ghoul, how'd you feel about it? Well, you know what, man? It actually was a pretty good good episode. I think I enjoyed it pretty well. Oh, yeah? What did you like so much about it? Uh, listen, it's, it's what if, and they're, they're doing a great job of it. It's, uh, it's a nice, um, it's a good go-between episode, I think. You know, coming off the first two episodes, I felt like we're, uh, we're dramatic uh, changes as far as making a difference in the universe. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. This what if obviously has, has some major changes to the, to the known universe, but um, I right. feel like this was kind of like a palate cleanser for, uh, for whatever else is, is about to come next. I'm sure they're waiting for the last episode of the season to be the zombie episode. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, that's, that's how you do it the right way. But, uh, so, of course, since we, we got that out of the way, the Dean is still not here, so let's talk about wrestling. Because last Saturday night, it was SummerSlam, the event of the summer. And while I didn't think it was the best pay-per-view that I've ever seen, it did have two amazing returns. One of Becky Lynch, who, once again, is a champion, five-time women's champion, and also the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, coming in at the last moment to show Roman Reigns he's going to kick his dick in. I can't wait. <laughs> so what did you guys think of, uh, of SummerSlam? Go ahead, Google. Oh, look, you know, uh, SummerSlam was always that event that, you know, like I remember as a, as a teen, you know, WrestleMania obviously was the thing that kicked it off. Then there was the Survivor Series, then there was the Royal Rumble, um, you know, and then we had mm-hmm. SummerSlam, you know, and it was like that, that was the fourth pay-per-view. You had your four. Um, those early SummerSlams, I didn't get to see, you know, as opposed to, like, the, mm-hmm. the thing was, like, for my family, the only – pay-per-views that I got to see back in the day were, was WrestleMania um, and Survivor Series. Right. Only because there were reasons for the family to get together, you know, WrestleMania being like kind of like for all the kids to, to have something to do while the parents all got to hang out and do their thing, and Survivor Series because it was always right. around Thanksgiving. Um, so, you know, we were all going to be getting together anyway. Why not get together and have something that the kids could watch while we're all together? Um, so, like, SummerSlam has always been one of those uh, – like one of those pay-per-views that I could kind of leave more than take. Uh, I always feel like it's, it's, it's more about the spectacle as far as like, hey, let's see what kind of celebrities we can have and show up at SummerSlam. Um, I never feel like the matches during SummerSlam have any weight to them. Nor are there, and like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it's just like, hey, let's just either tie up and finish off. Like, none of the storylines ever feel like they carry over from SummerSlam either, at least not in the past. Uh, this, mm-hmm. per, this SummerSlam, yeah, I mean, I guess it was okay. It wasn't the greatest pay-per-view I've seen. I've been quite disappointed with the WWE as of yeah. late, you know, and I, I know I don't watch the mm-hmm. shows. I only watch the pay-per-views, which obviously hurts your enjoyment factor if you don't know the storylines going into it. But nothing that I'm seeing in the pay-per-views make me want to go and watch the storylines either. You know, and like, that's the thing. They should be titillating me. They should be like, hey, this is what's going on. 
Well, Italy. I have to tune in tomorrow now to find out what's going to happen next on, you know, our, our lovely muscle-bound drama of men in tights. Um, oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly how I kind of feel watching it. The dean, the dean has arrived. You know, he's, he's steadily snoring like he did no, every time we'd hang no. out and watch, watch a movie. <laughs> no, that, no that, is, that, that is not the dean when he snores. We all know what the dean sounds like when he snores. It sounds like sheep. <laughs> this is true, too. The monkey is telling stories for all of you. Uh, for all our new listeners, uh, the monkey is certainly telling stories right now. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not yeah, because, yeah, because we've never heard you snore on the show, Dean. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that I'm, I know. I'm saying that you're I know. I'm saying if that your imitation is a misrepresentation. <laughs> I think if we go through the backlog, we have full-on evidence somewhere of the Dean snoring <laughs> while on an episode of Talking Terror. Uh, is anybody listening to a word that I'm saying right now? I'm not saying that it hasn't happened. I'm saying that the monkey's imitation is a misrepresentation of said snoring. No, he's not. I know. I remember that snore. It sounded like a dying fucking balloon animal. I remember laughing my ass off at that one. So I was like, what is that? I was like, the only thing is snoring. He's got to get that checked out. I don't know. That's not a normal one. But anyway... Cool, continue with, with uh, your summer slam. So, so, so to, to close everything yeah, real quick, with later. Brock Lesnar showing up, you know, that's been something that's been teased for the last couple of months anyway, um, just in media in general. Becky Lynch has also been teasing for the last couple of months. I do feel like they did Bianca Belair a disservice by just having Becky Lynch come in, smack the shit out of her and pin her. Um, I get that Becky is supposed to be like the the super champ of, of all the women in, in the division, but to do dirty like that to an up-and-coming talent who you gave the title to at WrestleMania, who's been putting up awesome fights against other opposition, so to have her lose that quickly just kind of it, it demotes the rest of your roster because if she can kick her ass mm-hmm. so quickly, then she should be able to kick everybody's ass quickly. It's like playing fucking WWE 2K, and you made yourself a character that's 100, you know, 100 overall, and you're fighting no, everybody else out. that's an 80. You know, one hit mm-hmm. kills and that yeah. kind of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I know that the monkey hates Bianca, so I know he's pretty happy, but what did you think about SummerSlam monkey? I was perfectly fine with what happened. Uh, uh, again, I understand where the goal is coming from, but it's also the nature of the beast, man. It's like, you know, how many times have we seen them do that in the past? It's so many other pieces of talent, man. It's, you know, that's just what they do. Uh, I, I loved it. It's because, again, we needed a moment, and we just didn't have it. Because I, I agree with you two guys as well, man, where it just seems like for the past two years, uh, WWE has really slacked on pay-per-views, you know, and you know, it was supposed to be pay-per-view comes along that, that time of the month, and it's supposed to be, you know, above all the other matches that are going on, something, something better, something bigger, and they just aren't delivering on the pay-per-views. It's just another fucking episode, and it's just, it's, you know, they are failing to just deliver on pay-per-views and give us that thing, you know, to make us tune in. Also, the fucking media packages. Media packages are for the fucking pre-show. Have the actual pay-per-views be nothing but fucking matches. Matches, matches, matches. You know, and maybe some, you know, you want to have some talking smack, you know, on the mic between wrestlers and some storyline going on. Sure, but media packages for the pre-show. Don't put it into the actual pay-per-view. That should be for the actual show. 
I agree. No, I, I, I think that if you're going to do all that, yeah, do it the pre-show. Do all the, the, uh, the storylines and everything like that you know, during the pre-show, like you said, so the pay-per-view for this matches. But also, uh, in, in closing out, because I want to get to horror news with, with the Dean, uh, Nikki Bella, who is a former uh, take your time. famous champion and women's champion, uh, she went on to social media basically to say how disgusting it was that Bianca was disgraced and beaten so quickly by Becky Lynch. So Becky Lynch became a five-time women's champion. However, she forgets that back in 2014 at Survivor Series, she beat AJ Lee within a minute for the Divas title. So how, how quickly we forget the past, you know, when uh, people are reminding her now. Yeah, I totally before forgot you, about that. Before you open your mouth. Well, I know you did, Dean, because ah. I remember you watching with me going, oh, my God, dude, she just beat that chick in like, less than a minute. I'm like, dude, I know. Isn't it great watching wrestling together, Dean? You're like, oh, man. Thanks for the onesie, yep. by the way. I fucking feel so comfortable in the WWE onesie. I'm like, I know. And you look good, too. And me and you. Gene's sitting on the couch next to you in his onesie with his, you know, WWF pillow buddy. Yeah, I had the Macho Man. He had the Ultimate Warrior. We had a battle afterwards. It was great. It was fun. 2014 was a great year for us. Big boss, man. For some reason. Oh yeah, that's the I always wanted that one, but no, I, I had Macho Man. I was happy no, Macho Man. I never nobody wanted that man. one. I think that's like the one that my grandmother like settled on getting for me for like Christmas that year. You know, like I want, I wanted like Hogan or the funny, Warrior though. or Macho Man or Steamboat. I wanted somebody fucking cool, and I ended up with like <laughs> Big Boss Man. And I remember Macho. like opening it, and having <laughs> to like feign happiness and being like, yes, this is what I've always wanted. And then, like, going home, being like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking pile. I'm, I'm going to probably pile drive you through the fucking bed a couple of times. You know, I almost broke my neck fucking doing moves to that thing. Like, I remember specifically <laughs> one night putting that thing on my shoulders and, like, trying to, like, come up with, like, some kind of finisher or whatever. And I was trying to do some kind of, like, flipping maneuver on the bed. And as I flipped forward, like, I just remember, like, clocking the top of my head on the mattress and hearing, like, a crack in my neck. And for, like, a split second, panicking, thinking, holy fuck, did I just, parano- did I just paralyze myself? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, Boston was pretty fucking cool, though. He came from Cobb County. He had a great fucking match against Hulk Hogan in the cage at Saturday Night Main Event, 1989. I was there watching it. Fucking yes, cool as shit. MSG. He had matches. He just got forgotten because he had that fucking weird gimmick. As the, yeah, uh, the I, once saw, I once saw Bob Backlund live. Yeah, Bob Backlund was great back in the day. And you know, I guys. went to... Bob Backlund was running around Philadelphia trying to like promote himself to be like the mayor of Philly or some shit like that. So like <laughs> he kept popping out like from like the different like aisle entrances and like, you know, he'd show up and start like waving to everybody and he'd be like, you know, Oh, there's Bob Backlund and he's trying out for like, again, mayor, governor, whatever the hell he was. He was running for some office in PA at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Probably was just a fucking Mark too. Just the whole storyline, so he could, you know, run around as Bob Backlund. I'm pretty sure he forgot who he was after a while. Yeah, that the senility thing going. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Dean, you're here. What do you have for horror news this week? What are we talking about before we get into semi reincarnation? Uh, we're talking about semi news. Semi. Okay. <laughs> I know that all of the raging talk um, since yesterday has been the excitement surrounding the Spider-Man trailer and. Earlier yesterday morning, I had read that that uh, Sony had been uh, combating a, a leak. Apparently, they believed 
a leak of this teaser trailer had originated from one of the like companies that they use for the effects or something, and they had been like, you know, playing the whack-a-mole game as the leak teaser was popping up all over the place, and uh, I guess that this I don't know if they were planning originally to release the teaser yesterday, but uh, there it was for us all to watch, and um, I do want to say that uh, Tom Holland uh, spoke today, and he has said that, uh, you know, the feedback on this teaser has been positive, but he says that that this is just the tip of the iceberg uh, when it comes just to what the movie has in store. I use that line once. <laughs> Just now I've got two kids. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, good yonker. Um, anyway, uh, Tom Holland says that the teaser is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what the movie has in store. So uh, I, I thought it was awesome fucking seeing Doc Ock stepping out of the fucking clouds. I love it. Um, you know, while I'm not, as, as we know, I'm not, you know, the, the, the hugest fan of like the MCU and the comic book world, but I always love Spider-Man. So uh, I am looking forward to, to, to this. And um, the trailer, you know, it was exciting, and, and I, I look forward to more and to see to see what's going to come of it. Uh, I have some other related news to the trailer, and uh, as the article I was reading said, take this news with a grain of salt, uh, because apparently there's been uh, some talk about this before, and nothing has ever come to pass. But apparently, uh, Disney wants to buy Spider-Man from Sony. Uh, it's been the ongoing rights thing. And supposedly, at this time, Disney is putting together an offer uh, for Spider-Man and the assorted uh, Spider-Man, uh, the assorted characters in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, so there's no details other than that, uh, but that is the word. And um, perhaps Disney is going to, perhaps, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, Disney's going to reach right into the pocket of that mouse and whip out their wallet. And, you know, I don't... You know, if they want to have all of that universe in house, you know, they'll pay the penny and uh, and acquire Spider Man. But you know, again, there's no other details about that. It, and apparently, this is something that's you know been talked about or rumored about for years. Uh, but that's the it word is. that's going around right now. So, yeah, that's, we'll that's one happens. of those that they they're always claiming that it's going to happen. You know, I mean, here's the here's the thing. I don't think so, like okay, Sony would have to be in some serious financial trouble right now to really consider selling one of their most lucrative properties, especially considering the success they've had with the Venom movie as well as the Into the Spider-Verse animated film. Yep. Um, so for Sony to, to release this at this point, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They've got too many things that they can actually play with because they don't just own Spider-Man. They own all of the assorted villains and things that are tied to the Spider-Man franchise, including one of his, uh, and the, Hulk. the Morbius. No, Universal owns Hulk. Um, and they oh, own okay. Hulk for the, the distribution rights. That was a whole other thing. Um, so like Marvel, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. It's, it's still a thing between Universal and them, but yeah, it's not Sony that has Hulk. Um, yeah, so officially the Hulk is a Universal monster, so we could see Frankenstein versus the Hulk at some point. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd um, be dope. Be so fucking cool. That would be pretty fucking neat. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with the Spider-Man thing, and I think right now with Disney in particular. You know, they've got a lot of things going on with all of these lawsuits and all this other stuff and everything. I know they're making money with Disney+. Plus. I mean, listen, everybody has it. You know, there's all various 
purchasing packages. People are getting it for fucking free through this, through that. I don't know. I've been paying for it since the start. Um, but, you know, considering that they're not really making all that much money off the theatrical end of things, which I do think is a major factor when it comes to the Marvel properties in general, I think they would have to see a major uptick in sales on that end to really be thinking of what they're going to spend to get Spider-Man. Because I can't see that being beneficial to them. Because even if they buy it now, they're still not going to have all the rights to the properties that Sony has already produced. So that means they're not going to get the money for the Venom film coming up. They're not going to get the money for Morbius if that, you know, is in post-production or not. Um, And No Way Home is still part of whatever deal they have currently with Sony. Um, So I don't know. It all really depends on how hard up Sony is. I think that's really the major thing. You know, I'd have to look into what Sony's losses have been as far as the, uh, the pandemic goes. Hard losses. I'm glad you brought all that stuff up, including Venom, because uh, there also is uh, some Venom news that I have been reading oh, about, cool. about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Being delayed. And it seems that <laughs> oh, now, once again, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage has been pushed back to January 21st, 2022. <laughs> so I'm just going to run down... I'm going to run down the scheduled journey that this film has taken so far. Its original Mm. release date uh, was not supposed to be for quite some time, October 2nd, 2022. But then they got pushed all the way back to June 25th, 2021. Uh, People were getting excited. Mm. Then uh, they, they, they moved it ahead to, I'm sorry, they pushed it back to September 17th. I remember actually doing the story that people were going to have to wait one more week because then it got pushed to September 24th. Uh, and then its most recent adjustment to the schedule uh, was the release date of October 15th, 2021. And I don't know if the move here had to do with uh, whether or not uh, they wanted to put this out at the same time as Halloween Kills because that's the same release date, although I think Venom Pie has a much bigger, huger audience. Uh, but... Whatever the choice may be, the release date for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is now January 21st, 2022. Well, good forget about that. Ah, I don't know if that comes out. <laughs> I don't understand. The, yeah, I get. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't understand the The only thing I can think is something has to be coming up in post production with it. Maybe they have to tinker with it or something. Um, mm-hmm. October seems yeah. like a perfect place to release that film. Um, you got Shang Chi coming out in September. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I would say that's not going to be competitive by the time you get to the mid October release that was supposed to be Venom. Uh, I would think also with Venom being, you know, I eat brains, that kind of character, he kind of works in the October range of horror films and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is that they don't want to compete with, uh, with Halloween kills, but I I don't think that's a competition and Eternals doesn't come out till November. So you kind of had this, this perfect window in between two major yeah. Marvel releases to have dumped Venom right in, you know, to kind of fill that gap. But I don't know. I don't, but you know, yeah. December is a, uh, January is a dumping ground. So maybe that's what it, it is. is. They that's have nothing the... else to really put out on Sony's end. So they're like, Hey, let's just put Venom in January. <laughs> yeah. But still like January is the dumping ground, but that's where studios dump their shit that they know is going to drive to die. Uh, exactly. Do you think that yeah. they're, yeah. I mean, that's, do you think that 
they're going to put it in January because there's nothing else and people will be excited to go see it? Or do you think they think they have a shit on their hands? I mean, they thought the original Venom was kind of like going to be one of those where it was... See, the thing with the Venom is there really is no risk to it. You know, the first movie came out and it ended up being a surprise hit. Like, yeah, Venom's got a fan base, but... He's also got a, a, a film pass that was checkered due to the Tobey Maguire films. Um, <laughs> so for them, for them to have actually pulled off what they did, you know, for, for my problems with the Venom film, as far as like the, the filming and the, the lighting that occurred in that movie, you know, what I said from the start with that is, is that Tom Hardy surprisingly won me over in that movie. And that's what I wasn't expecting. The last thing I expected oh. after watching Venom was to come out and be like, wow, you know, I really enjoyed Tom Hardy in that movie. Like, yeah, I did, did not expect that at all. Um, so I, I, that's where I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to that, that back and forth between, you know, Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson. Uh, you know, it looks like, you know, you got a little bit of comedy here. You should be upping the gore factor, having Venom, uh, having Carnage involved. I mean, the fucking guy's yeah. name is Carnage. So, oh, I don't know, you know, so Sony's moving it. You know, like I said, for me, it sounds more like maybe they had something they had to, to, to work out. Maybe something was, was going on with it. Maybe they wanted to add to it. Maybe the, maybe they got more hits on the trailer than they expected, so now they're thinking, hey, if we move this, maybe it is going to be more beneficial for us to do it that way. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons, you know, and this is in January when it comes out, but, you know, hey, luckily, you know, we're getting a couple movies at the end of the year, so fortunately, Venom is not moving forward in 2021, but there, others are, so, you know, we still get Ghostbusters in November and Halloween Kills and Candyman this week, so we got a bunch of uh, releases coming, so. Have to wait until January yeah. and see what the story is. Is it really good? Is it and really shitty? Did you buy your tickets yet for Candyman King? It's already set up, baby. Oh hell yeah! Saturday, I'm going at twelve thirty. Didn't he? Didn't he shared he shared the the photo of it, I believe. Yeah, but he was doing it for the show, so he could make a talking point. So I got what you were doing, monkey. Gotcha, baby. <laughs> I know. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was doing it for the show. It worked. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, yes. Yeah, I I did share in the group chat, but, yes, for the audience listening at home who's not a part of our group chat, uh, yes, I did buy a ticket for this Saturday to go see Nita DaCosta's Candyman. Very excited. I don't give a fuck if I'm the only one in the theater. I don't give a fuck if it's a full theater. I just want to have a good experience with it. You know, I'm going in there with kind of mid to low expectations. I know it's not going to be anywhere near as good as, to me is the 92 version, but I've been hearing a lot of good things. I haven't really seen any bad reviews yet. What was that, Sadie? How do you know that it's not going to be satisfying to you? I didn't say it's not going to be. I just said I'm going in with low to to mid expectations because I don't want to get my hopes up and think that this is going to be a a wonderful, fantastic movie. The 92 version is the 92 version. They're, They're obviously using it as a spiritual background for this, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it. Like I said, they, I've seen a lot of reviews already that have been positive. I haven't really seen any negative, and that's what I'm looking for. I've actually been looking for negative reviews, and I can't really find them. I mean, everybody seems to be pretty satisfied with this uh, version of Nia DaCosta's Candyman. So I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, I did post a link on the Facebook page if you guys want to check it out, where you could use your phone to summon Candyman. If you say his name five times, you get a new trailer. I did it. It was great. It was fun. Summoning the candy. Wow, I'm, I'm glad Stay you had that exciting event to, to take part in. Well, I'm going to increase everybody's excitement real quick. 
because I have an answer as to why they de- they're delaying the movie to January. Morbius oh, right. is not coming out, and Morbius is still slated for that January 22, 2022 release date. I'm going to venture that that's getting pushed or canceled completely, so we're going to push Venom into that to make up for that slot. You know, yeah, that might be it, because I haven't heard anything more about Morbius in a while since I heard that it was pushed back again, so... No idea when the fuck Morbius is going to come out. If they do it at all, they might just dump it right onto DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> well, Sony has a deal with Netflix right now. Um, they've made a deal mm, with them in go. which all of their all of their films from I guess 2022 to 2029 um, will be released to Netflix following their theatrical runs. Well, so, well, that's good. Good news. I mean, because I do want to see Morbius. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. So. So I wouldn't mind them uh, having to see it on Netflix. Kind of fun, but all right. So moving on, what else do you have, Dean? Apparently, uh, the first footage uh, and official title uh, was revealed for the upcoming uh, Matrix Four. Uh, it's been long rumored that the fourth Matrix film was going to be titled. Matrix Resurrections, and uh, and that is true. Uh, this film is going to be cause be called Matrix Res Erections. So, um, oh wow! Apparently, uh, you know, there was some uh, at this con that just took place, uh, CinemaCon, where they released this um, with this footage and and this the, the teaser trailer. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of excitement surrounding it, I suppose. And uh, if you're looking forward to Matrix Four, um, you know, every day that passes by is another day that you get closer to continuing the journey alongside uh, Neo. Um, I read some of the details that you witnessed in in the trailer, but I I'm going to withhold those because uh, if I don't want to like ruin anything for anybody out there that that, that may be excited about this. Well, where can we watch hmm. the trailer? Uh, no, we can't see it. They debuted it at a, at oh. a con. Like, they didn't put the... I would, look, if there was a Matrix 4 trailer to talk about, I would have been like, dude, watch the fucking Matrix 4 trailer. We're talking about the fucking Matrix. Um, but no, it was, it was, <laughs> screened, it was like shown at a, a convention. Yeah, no, they, they, it wasn't they, 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 public there at that time. Hopefully it's well. coming soon, being that they showed it at a convention. Um, but we'll see, you know? And when we get a chance to see it, then then we will appropriately uh, get a chance to talk about it unless the ghoul does this thing where he's like, I'm not watching any trailer because I don't want to see anything and I'm going to go in without having seen the trailer to see the film. And then, uh, then we won't talk about it. No. I don't read spoilers. I I do watch trailers. Yeah. (laughs) But trailers can be very tricky nowadays because trailers these days tend to do spoil a lot. You know, they, they give you the money shots a lot of the time. So, like the ghoul said, it is kind of hard to watch trailers nowadays because they give a lot away. So, maybe this Matrix show, when it comes out, gives a lot away. Who knows? I personally am not a big fan of the Matrix. So, I mean, they can show me the whole thing. I'd be like, guys, I saw that in the first one. Like, you know, it's not going to impress me. But, you know, I'm still going to watch it and, and have an opinion about it. They, they all wear tight leather and they just go around doing uh, tech things. <laughs> well, I, just want, I just wonder who's going to be... Resurrected. I mean, is it going to be Neo? I mean, I guess that makes Jesus. the most sense. Jesus. Well, he is. He's just, he's everybody's personal Jesus. Literally, he's like said. Yeah, he's he's Ken Reeves. Um, that's who. That's who <laughs> Ken Reeves is. He's Jesus. 
Jesus. I thought he was a character in The Walking Dead. Damn it. That I liked until he died. No, no, it's kind of reason. Spoilers it's for anybody that hasn't seen it. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Has Carrie Ann Moss that, that they're talking about. Maybe, maybe Agent Ooh, Smith yeah. is being resurrected. I maybe. think a... that I did. Maybe they'll bring back Mount. <laughs> I I don't believe, and that doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there can't be an Agent Smith, but I'm pretty sure that Hugo Weaving is not involved with this film. Doesn't mean that Agent Smith can't be back. The Oracle could change her look, so could Agent Smith. The best part about avatars is they can look like anything you want them to look like. I mean, come on, man, we learned this in uh, Ready Player One. (laughs) They tricked the kids. That's what it's going to be. Cosby <laughs> showing up. What you see here, Neo, is I just got out of jail and I'm feeling pretty frisky. Put, plug me into the Matrix, why don't you there, Neo? No. God damn it. Phil Cosby, go away. We don't want you here. Jack's Jack. look like. I'll give you a pudding pop. Jack's look like Matrix. pudding pop. It's sort of like a 2.5 look. You know, just a jello pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> just giving him expired coupons. This <laughs> ticket from 1992, but you could still use it if you go to the act you see. Dan and Bill Cosby's ruined everything. I could always call Ozzy and joke, he's always up for a good time. The joke is on the stick. The joke is on the stick, and you only see the answer after you finish the pudding pop. <laughs> That's the answer to the universe, don't you see, Neo? Is that the joke is on 42. the stick? Whoa, I know Bill Cosby. That's right. You could be my alibi. <laughs> well, I didn't you know that those girls, that Neo was there. Where Bill Cosby hands out the red and the blue pills, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to make you feel awake, and this one's going to make you a little sleepy, you see. Oh, I don't want to take either. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> And your your bum might hurt a little bit when you wake up. <laughs> you might feel a little bit pressure tall. Go away, no Cosby. <laughs> Nobody asked for you. <laughs> oh man. All right, Steve. So what, uh, what are the horror news you have, Steve? So veering off of, of horror news, and I'm only sharing this because we talk so much um about uh, these films and they're related in the, the very popular related property, but uh, some news in the Karate Kid universe is that uh, coming to the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center on June 20... Uh, sorry, uh, running from May 25th of 2022 through June 26th of 2022 uh, being billed as a pre-Broadway engagement uh, will you will have the opportunity to see Karate Kid, the musical. Oh Get the God. fuck out of here. Stop it. Is Peter Cetera going to sing? It's, it's got to have Peter Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> With the ever-growing From a long time ago. <laughs> I am the man who will fight for you. Come on, man. Do it. 
Musical. With the ever-growing popularity of the Karate Kid franchise, stretching all the way down to today's youth, uh, there is now another avenue where the story of Daniel LaRusso uh, will be explored. Uh, Is it electric? In a theater in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, they're (laughs) probably looking at that as a place to to, to make tune-ups and adjustments because they do have their eyes set on Broadway, uh, as they are calling this a pre-Broadway engagement. So if you are in the St. Louis area between May 25th and June 26th next year, uh, you may have the opportunity uh, to crane-kick your way uh, to the musical hearts of karate kid lovers everywhere. Did you know that the right. Plaza was, the, was the, the lullaby of Broadway? <laughs> I don't know that what? <laughs> Milford Plaza was the lullaby of Broadway. Well, I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> oh. Old, old television commercial that, that New York people would know. <laughs> <laughs> was it better than Cats? <laughs> I'm going to see it again and again. <laughs> I don't remember the winter. I still want the fucking bunghole release, okay? That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I want the asshole The Joko Cat butthole release. It's all mm-hmm. buttholes, all cats movie long. But no. So I, I just, I kind of would see the Karate Kid musical just because I want to see the musical part of their fight at the end between Johnny and, and Daniel's son. Just for them to sing it out rather than fight. Like, you know, this is what this uh, movie would, needed. Would, would they actually when be singing you the best chance. around while, while they're fighting? <laughs> Yeah, then you have Mr. Miyagi coming in on, like, wires to fly in <laughs> to help out, you know, Daniel and Eric's leg. <laughs> I am coming, oh, I am coming, re- Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel. Coming to save the day, it's, Mr. Miyagi now, with the power of magic and karate. Instead of rubbing his hands together, it's just jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit fingers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Come and get these karate fingers. Ooh, I think he's got a fun about that. Uh, <laughs> come see Nicholas Cage as Mr. Miyagi in the Karate <laughs> Musical. <laughs> Wrong thing, Daniel, you gotta believe in yourself. <laughs> Man, what can Nicholas Cage do? He's doing everything today. He's not even putting on an accent. It's just him doing Mr. Miyagi lines. <laughs> That's right, Daniel. Bonsai. Bonsai, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you. He goes into a I'm complete rage you. cage. He goes into a complete rage cage when Daniel son catches the fly. <laughs> he just stabs it with a knife. <laughs> we don't use chopsticks in this dojo, Daniel. We use knives. Don't you see them all on the wall, Daniel? We gotta do something about this Cobra Kai. All right, all right, calm down, Mister Miyagi. I just don't know what to do anymore. I know, I know. Seriously, I don't even want to do karate anymore, Mister Miyagi. No, you start this, and we're gonna end it. Now get that damn paintbrush and go paint me some faces. And paint the fucking face. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to learn karate, and you're not going to get that car, and you're not going to get the pussy, Daniel. This is what this is all about. Don't you want that sweet pussy? Um, I don't think we should hang out anymore, Mr. Yagi. That's probably a good decision, Daniel. 
Oh, what's the matter, Dave? You afraid of the poo tank? Yo, you can't handle it? And you're like, oh, wax on, wax I said wax on, wax off. <laughs> but I can karate chop the girlfriend right in the pussy. No, I'm sure you're good, Mr. Yagi, but that's inappropriate. I'm going to have to not come back here anymore. Uh, somebody has to make that movie. And then it has to be, you know, it has to be that Daniel Rivers is terrified the entire time. Even more so than Daniel, than, you know, Crease. Like, holy shit, this guy's lost it. He just came to the door and tidy whiteies and just told me I need to start training. I'm really scared of it. <laughs> Sardine, I didn't mean to distract you, but uh, go ahead. What else do we have for Harvey? Oh, no, please carry on. By all means. Just... Meanwhile, Gene's looking to see if he actually owns the soundtrack on vinyl to the Karate Kid. Oh, I don't. I don't. I have I have very few uh, film soundtracks in my collection, and I, I mm. definitely don't have uh, I definitely don't have the soundtrack to uh, the Karate Kid. Uh, some ones I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, that I know that I have are uh, I have the Dark Shadows series uh, vinyl soundtrack. Mm. I have uh, John Carpenter's Christine. I have uh, Shogun Assassin. Um, I have Playing for Keeps. I have Eddie and the Cruisers. I have the Flamingo Kid um, and probably some others, but I don't have the Karate Kid in my, in my soundtrack. So for those of you listening at home and you want to add to the Dean's collection so that maybe he knows the words so he can actually sing along with the rest of us because he refuses to do so because he obviously is not a fan of Peter Cetera, feel free to send him a copy of the soundtrack for Karate Kid Part 2 so that he too can fight for for the low your honor. Okay? So, (laughs) feel free to IM the Instagram and we will give you contact information about how you can send Dean the soundtrack to the Karate Kid 2. Accepting all your vinyl records. On vinyl. That's right. No, no CDs, no cassettes, vinyl. Yeah, we, we will send you, you know, something in return. I don't know what. We'll figure it out. Anyway, moving on, Dean. That is correct. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Swedish filmmaker uh, Ninja Thyberg uh, is Ooh. going to direct a Hollywood update to the 1987 George Miller film, The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, which stars Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher, and Jack Nicholson. Uh, There is uh, no word on when this will be starting to film. It will be filming in the U.S. Uh, It is important to note that uh, how much uh, interest there is in such a project remains to be seen because uh, the Witches of Eastwick property has, in its uh, since the first film has had two different failed series pilots, as well as a yeah. series that was canceled during the first season. So uh, it remains to be seen. I know that in, in, in its time, uh, The Witches of Eastwood was a very popular film. I've never actually seen it, uh, but oh, I remember this was like a film. Uh, this is like a film that like my parents and their friends like all like I remember like like hearing my parents and their friends talking about this film. Uh, but it's not one that I've ever, ever seen. I, I recall, uh, like, the trailer and, and the look and the imagery of it, but I've never actually seen the whole thing. You know what's funny? I actually... Go. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, just wait till I pick it for the show. 
the only reason I actually know the full plot and what occurs in that movie, and again, at this point, it's just barely a memory, is because of the Mad Magazine parody of the film. I never went, I never got around to seeing it, you know, like I've always wanted to because I heard Jack Nicholson is great in the movie. Um, yeah. But I specifically yeah, remember the Mad Magazine parody of it, like the, the, the issue with it and everything. It was, uh, it was one of the covers. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, wait till the monkey picks it. <laughs> but you will cover it one of these days. It's a good movie. But interesting to see with, with uh, Ninja Thyberg, which is the fucking coolest name ever, Ninja Thyberg. Like, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what he's done, but I'll check that out. Or she's done. I don't know. She. Like, she. Killing she name. He. Ninja Thyberg. That's just such a cool name. But anyway, so we'll have to stay tuned to see what happens with that. Yeah, the, the TV show was 2009. It got canceled uh, pretty quick in season. But uh, all right. What else do we have? So, uh, we all know how immensely popular Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead uh, universe is. Uh, the 11th mm-hmm. season of the final season just uh, debuted. There will be more Fear the Walking Dead. There will be more Walking Dead in the submarine. There will be war, more of that other series, Walking Dead. I can't remember what it's called. Walking Dead. Ah, There you go. Uh, Robert Kirkman. World's Beyond. Robert Kirkman also has uh, another uh, property, a sci-fi comic book that is called Oblivion Song. Uh, I don't really know. I haven't heard of this before, but it has been acquired by New Republic Pictures, uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal has signed on to star and produce through his company, Nine Stories, uh, with Robert Kirkman also producing through his company, uh, Sky Entertainment. Um, so I, from what I gather, there's like some dimension and time travel hopping from one time in place to the same time and place in another era or something. Uh, but for you Kirkman mm-hmm. fans out there and comic comic fans, if you are a fan of Oblivion Song, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is hard at work to to bring this to you to the big screen. All right, stay tuned and see what they uh, come up with. All right, never heard of it myself. So yeah. I can't really comment, but. Have you guys? Yeah, actually, Wolf, uh, monkey? Makes, it makes something make sense for me. Is uh, One of the groups I'm in is a comic book group, and uh, somebody had posted, uh, you know, like a CGC-graded 9.8, like, issue one of Oblivion Song with, like, some absurdly high price. Mm. And obviously I'm guessing it's in, you know, in response to the, to the film being announced and Gyllenhaal being a part of it. So, but, you know, all it did was garner laughter from everybody. I don't think anybody's taking it seriously, but I think, I think he posted it for like $2,500 or something. No. Mm-hmm. See what happens with that. All right, Dean, what's next? What's next? So, a lot of people out there uh, are, 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 are big fans of the old Showtime series, Dexter. And we've talked about, and it's common knowledge, that there is going to be a 10-episode a limited series uh, upcoming uh, for Dexter, and Showtime president of entertainment, Gary Levine, uh, has said, one, uh, it, apparently it goes against the rules to call this a limited series when it comes from an existing series, so he's choosing to call this upcoming Dexter uh, series a special event. Uh, but he did hmm. say that, they wanted the opportunity, and we've talked about this, but he wanted the opportunity to give uh, Dexter uh, a, the proper finale, finale that it deserves. And he 
he also said that Showtime is not ruling out uh, spinoffs of Dexter down the road if all things work out accordingly. So uh, maybe this might not be the last that we see of the Dexter universe this upcoming kind of special event. Could be the end of Dexter, but not the universe. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter's maybe so, alive. Maybe not. You will see. Okay. That's my life. I saw it. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, we often are having conversations on this program about the various uh, works that Sylvester Stallone has been involved in, and sure, uh, he. Sylvester Stallone is he's an excellent self-promoter of stuff that he's working on. So in following his Instagram, uh, you know, he was posting while filming uh, this film I'm going to talk about constantly. So, like, I know a bunch about it, but uh, Sylvester Stallone, who won, uh, did just become the first actor uh, to be in a number one movie in six straight decades. Uh with Rocky going back to the 70s, uh, First Blood in the 80s, Cliffhanger in the 90s, Driven in the 1000s, uh, The Expendables in the 2010s, and Suicide Squad in the 2020s. Uh, so uh, kudos for being in the movie for six straight decades. And uh, he has a film uh, that is slated to come out next August, uh, August 26, 2022, uh, that is called Samaritan. And... Uh, at the same oh, CinemaCon, yeah. at the same at the, at the same CinemaCon where uh, there was some of that Matrix news I was talking about, uh, they also presented uh, a teaser trailer uh, for this film, Samaritan. Uh, in this film, uh, Sylvester Stallone plays uh, a, a character that is down and out and is working as a garbage man, um, and there is a young boy that is convinced that he is a long-lost superhero named Samaritan. Uh, so that's the basic premise. From what I gather, this is going, even though this is going to be some weird off, you know, I don't, I don't know where the, what the source material of Samaritan is. I don't know if it's like a comic book or anything. Uh, but apparently... Uh... Mm-hmm. Do we lose him? I think so. Because I don't hear him anymore. Well, uh, uh, if I remember right, Samaritan, I think, is along the lines of Bruce Willis's character in uh, in Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't familiar to me, you know, that that particular one. But yeah, I don't know about the all those movies that uh, he was in. <laughs> I don't really consider him driven. I don't know that that one kind of threw me off. If it hit number one and made money, I mean, he was a star in that film, you know. Um, you know, the one I kind of find, get, the one that makes me giggle is The Suicide Squad, because that's, you know, that's, that's not necessarily really him. It's a CGI character of which he provided, you know, a few lines of dialogue right. for. Um, it would be yeah. like Vin Diesel, you know, claiming like him saying, I am Groot is what would win an award for <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from, from their vocal performances, but, you know, it's not like they're the ones doing the, the motion capture work or anything like that. 
Uh, and looks like we are the only two standing at the moment, Ghoul. It looks like the monkey and oh, the monkey no, lost out. everybody. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, just, it's all I over. I guess they were racing to their It's just, yeah, as soon as we're, we're rounding out to get to the movie, all of a sudden everybody drops out. So, I mean, hopefully they... Uh, Hopefully they'll rejoin us, but uh, I don't know. Um, strange. Strange how these things work. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would think that, like you had said, uh, Suicide Squad is a part of a collective. So it's not real. Like, when I think about Suicide Squad, I don't think uh, Sylvester Stallone. King Shark was great, but yeah, I think, you know, the main attraction. Exactly. I'm not thinking to myself, oh, man, I really can't wait to see Sylvester Stallone in, sui- in, the, in the Suicide Squad. You know, it's... Uh, it was barely even remembered that he was the voice of King Shark. You know, it wasn't even until, like, afterwards where I was like, oh, well, the character was kind of fun, funny. Oh, look at that. That was Sylvester Stallone. My bad. But whatever. I mean, it's more <laughs> yeah. power to him. I love Sly. You know what I mean? So he, he's one of my favorite actors, and, it's you know, he, he's made characters come to life that, you know, are forever you know, will forever have a space in my heart. So, you know, between Rocky and Rambo and, and, and a bunch of others, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I have nothing against Mr. Stallone. Not my favorite actor, but, you know, decent. You know, I mean, yeah. I can't fault Rocky. I mean, I like the first one. The first one's the it for me as far as Rocky goes. I like the first one, and then the rest of them are kind of declining in quality for me. I mean, part four is fun. Oh, I love them all. Was, uh, Mr. T. <laughs> Part three, I think it was, where yeah, it was Clever Lang. Yeah, Rocky. And then uh, Hulk Hogan showing up with Thunderlips. Again, I think that's also one of those where it does also come down to age and where you were at those times. You know, so like I've said, like uh, when we did the, so the Sylvester Stallone retro with uh, with both Rambo and, and Rocky, like coming up in my family, one, Rocky was a big thing because it was a heavy influence on my uncle who became a, a professional boxer. You know, after seeing Rocky, he wanted to become the next Sylvester Stallone, you know, so he became a professional fighter, you know, went three and three and realized that he didn't like being punched in the face. So he abruptly retired from boxing after that, um, as that is a part of, of, of fighting. But, hey, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, growing up as a kid, you could not be a fan of Rocky or, or Rambo, you know, especially a kid in the 80s. It was all about Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. It was all about Arnold Schwarzenegger. So for you, in a lot of ways, like your introduction to Rocky, one, would have probably been through your brother. But then also, in, when you're looking at it, you're looking at it in the later Rocky films. So for you, I would guess probably Rocky Five would be one of the first ones that you would have had access to see in the theater. Um, no, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah. No, and then after that, yeah, it wouldn't be until Rocky Balboa, so. Yeah, because I remember Rocky, that was the one with Tommy Gunn, part five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that was the one I was on TV a lot. Like, that was on heavy rotation on HBO. Like, you couldn't turn on the TV and not have that movie be on. But, I, like, I saw them in chronological order, though. I mean, they're just through, like, you know, movie channels. Back in the day, like my brother, mm-hmm. I don't think he was a big fan of Rocky. Not that I can remember. I don't remember him bringing up Rocky very much because he wasn't a big movie guy. Well, he was never really much into movies. He was always true. into like sports, but he was never. Which really is why I would think Rocky he would movies. like Rocky like, because you know, like I, I know yeah. Rocky's fictional sports, but it's still a sport. So it's considered, you know, uh, the first Rocky is considered one of the greatest sports films. You know, so it's. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's an interesting one. Ah. So, I, I, do you have any other news? I, I didn't have any news because we had 
the team. And he said he got booted trying to get back on, and he's not getting the call through. Uh-oh. Did I just lose the king, too? Oh, no. It's the solo ghoul show. Dun, 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 dun. Well, if I am still on, I'm going to have to disconnect for the time being, and hopefully we'll be able to redirect and get right back on. Uh, so please hold on while we deal with some technical difficulties on Blog Talk's end, as far as I can tell. 